When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX, and I'm joined by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. The losing streak is over. It's officially it is ended. Over. Yeah, that's a good feeling to have a losing streak like that be ended, especially against the team that started it. But we'll get to that shortly. Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and get down on the third round of NBA playoffs action. Jesse, the NBA playoffs are a snooze fest. Uh, I don't like 30-point blowouts, even it, whether it's my team doing it or not. I don't like this. It's not, it's not fun to watch. But even if it's not fun to watch, it doesn't mean that new customers can't get down on the action by betting just $5 on any NBA team to win. And they don't even have to win by 30 in order for you to get $150 in free bets from DraftKings. All they have to do is win by one point because that's how winning works. Uh, turn a big, uh, small bet, excuse me, is to turn a small bet into a big payday over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Jesse, the Diamondbacks did finally break their six-game losing streak. Most of that was actually against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, so I don't know. It's it's kind of funny to think of it as a big losing streak. Last year, they had big losing streaks. Last year, things got pretty bleak around this time of the year, but the Diamondbacks didn't let that happen. They had a strong win today behind Zach Gallen against the Chicago Cubs. Uh, our friends over at the CHGO Cubs can uh, politely suck it. And uh, the Diamondbacks... Even essentially the season series with the Cubbies with this win. Uh, any thoughts that you could take away from this game? Good to see kind of all the all the components working, I suppose. I mean, offense is a funny thing to me because offense is only considered to be working when when they score enough runs to win the game. But right. they, they definitely uh, had everything working in their direction in this game. Uh, yeah, I think the story is really Zach Gallen, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. the guy once again five innings, one run, and his ERA goes up <laughs> as a result, <laughs> uh, which is still yeah. I mean, his ERA is going to go up every single game unless he basically doesn't allow a run. Like, right. like the moment that Zach Gallen allows a run, his ERA is going to go up, even if unless, he goes like unless innings. he pitches a complete game. That's the only way. I'm pretty yes. sure that's that's yeah, the only point, way. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he was he was really solid. Uh, I mean, honestly, it wasn't his best game of the year. Far from it, really. 
Um, he threw 40 pitches in the fifth inning and somehow didn't give up a run, uh, which I found myself wondering, like, what's the what's the highest number of pitches that a pitcher has ever thrown in an inning without giving up a run in that inning? And I'm asking this great question when I unfortunately have no answer for it. But oh, um, I, was, I thought you were going to drop the knowledge. I, I, I normally did. I know I have a reputation to uphold here where I'm, I'm the knowledge dropper, <laughs> but I do not know the answer to that question. And maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, figure it out and post it on Twitter or something. Yeah, but because 40 pitches is crazy. Pitch, pitch counts can be driven up by guys just fouling balls off. So you have no yeah. way of knowing it doesn't even have to be a situation where a team necessarily loaded the bases uh, in order for it to have been the most pitches thrown in an inning without giving up a run. It, it just takes a lot of those long at bats with a lot of fouls, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of pitches, a lot of balls being thrown. Zach Gallen, though, he continues to be uh, incredible for this team. I, I think that yeah. there, there was an interesting point where uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny too, where he basically struck out, uh, the batter, but because of the fact that the uh, there was a runner on base who stole second, and uh, the I don't know the umpire, I guess, just kind of checked out there while while the pitcher right, was being right. Thrown. But uh, e- even with that happening, yeah, uh, he did a, a great job. And also, kudos to the bullpen for another scoreless yeah. outing and for it going the exact way I imagine that Lavallo dreams for it to go for him to hand it off to Sean Poppin or whoever the case may be, then be able to bring in Joe Mantiply in the next inning and then Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson and have everybody be essentially as effective as they were. I mean, Ian Kennedy once again gives us a little bit of a thrill ride. I think, though, the one thing that I love about Ian Kennedy, if I want to you know, praise him, is that he doesn't – he never looks worried. He never looks concerned – this is all he's been he's been doing this for so long that he could load the bases with no outs and just still not bat an eye about the situation it seems like right so like that's a a, a trait that not a lot of guys in the bullpen share uh with him I don't think I think Mark Melanson might be the other guy that probably you know has that same temperament to be able to kind of stay cool during under the pressure of of letting some guys get on base but you know, again, it was another. Uh, it was one of the one of the few times this season it's all worked out. I think perfectly for Tori Lavello. It's the way you draw it up. I mean, Sean Poppin in the sixth, Joe Manaply in the seventh, Ian Kennedy in the eighth, Mark Melanson in the ninth. I mean, that's that's the way that you draw it up right there. And and yeah, I mean, Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson, like you said, those guys have, have a tremendous amount of experience uh, in the bullpen. And at this point, yeah, they're not going to be really phased by. Uh, by the situation. If anything goes wrong for them, it's going to be that their stuff just isn't quite what it needs to be in order, in order to get guys out. But it's, you know, it's never going to be a a mentality thing with guys who are, uh, who are that experienced. But yeah, I mean, to go on, on what you said earlier, if we're going to, you know, try to try to poke at this game, like any, any negative things that we can find, the offense wasn't great and, and the offense continues to be not great. And, and it's going to be hard for the Diamondbacks to to dig themselves out of this rut that they've been in recently, if you know it's still two or three runs on you know five or six hits every night, and that's you know this game they had three runs on six hits, which was enough to win the game, 
but they, they just are going to need more. They, they, they can't afford, you know, Paven Smith in the two hole going over four with two strikeouts, like night after night after night, which he's done a lot lately. Um, Christian Walker has been great lately overall. He had a, a rough one in, in this game, but I think you kind of let that go, but just the offense as a whole, it's, it's no one guy right now. The offense as a whole just has to be better. Um, and you know, it, it the, the Zach Gallon games, you're a little spoiled. You can you can win with Zach Gallon on the mound without scoring sure. a whole lot, but that's sure. that's not going to be the case with everyone else out there. So hopefully the offense is able to find a rhythm this weekend. It's weird because we are, I think we are very uh, picky with this team. Like I said about the offense, I mean offense is down across Major League Baseball, and that's actually an article that I'm writing right now uh, for GoPHNX.com. If you're not a member, obviously, we'd love you to sign up to become a member. Uh, that way, if you do it, do it now. You can get ready for that article once it drops. But uh, there is, it's kind of staggering, Jesse, across Major League Baseball, how much offense is down. So by comparison, yes, the Diamondbacks are having a problem putting up, you know, crooked numbers consistently uh, and and really piling it on. I think that's the thing that you might be talking about there is in some of these games, you'd love to see them just kind of not have it be so close to not have so many one run games. You know, they're eight and six right now in one run games this season, but more importantly with uh, in home runs on the road, the D backs are second in the national league with 25 home runs uh, in yeah. road games. So they only trail the Phillies uh, with 28 home runs. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's not consistent. The offense is not consistent, but I think the, frustrating part at times is that they have this ability to play right up to what their opponent is doing so we've seen them put up seven runs in a game I, we saw them put up some pretty big runs in in one or two games against the dodgers right but they still weren't able to do enough to win the game uh, i do want to give a shout out to dalton varsho he has hit safely now in 13 of 15 games in the month of yeah. May. And, you know, when you talk about the inconsistency across the lineup, around the lineup, Dalton Varsho is the one, the guy that continues to deliver. And again, he had that big, uh, the big home run that that was the difference maker in this one. He he's probably going to hit 20 home runs. He might hit 25. I mean, that's, that's just what Dalton Varsho is on pace for. And I, and I don't think that, you know, he's drastically overperformed or he's getting lucky. Like this, this is pretty much who he is. He's been this guy pretty much since, uh, the middle of the season last year. Um, so yeah, he what heat up? I mean, honestly, like from what we yeah. saw at the end of last season, what you're re- referring to, he, he could even get hotter than 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 the streak that he's on right now. Yeah, if I agree, I think if anything, he he's probably going to get even better. Um, a question I want to ask you: you you've been around Tori Lavello longer than I have. Um, Alec Thomas still bats eighth every every single game that he plays and he's been arguably the Diamondbacks best offensive player over the last two weeks since he came up I mean he's still hitting 316 with a nearly 900 OPS what's your take on how long it will take Torrey to to inch him up in the lineup it's kind of funny because when you look at the lineup it's almost like they're stacked in, in in a like in an experience kind of order. Right. But yeah, um, but, you know, <laughs> yeah you, that's, that's so accurate. It's like right. the young guys are at the bottom and then yeah. Peralta and Marte Walker all at the top. Yeah. I mean, I think I, part of me thinks that look, Tori Lovello doesn't see this as a lineup of one through nine. 
he he sees it as the top half of a lineup and then a second lineup in the bottom half. He's described that before in the past. So where it, it, in 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 Lavallo's mind, even though we don't see it that way, even though it doesn't come across that way, he's not hitting in 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 the eighth hole. He's hitting in the second three hole, you know, in the second <laughs> half of the lineup. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it really is uh, the way that Troy Lavello has described, you know, stacking his his lineup before in the past. Obviously, it was different because they had the pitcher uh, batting before, and they've never had the DH prior to this season. Uh, and and I don't know if Alec Thomas's performance is going to get him moved up in the lineup, and I don't know if that's necessarily yeah. what Lavello wants to do, but. I'm just wondering, like, what does he have to do? Like, like, does Alec Thomas have to hit 370? Like, like, how, well, how if, long does he have to maintain this for? I mean, we we've talked about because you made me read books, you know, about RBI <laughs> kind of being a bullshit stat. RBIs, yes, I mean, having over 100 RBIs in a season is great. It's not like it's a bad thing, and I don't want to take anything away from that. But uh, RBIs are kind of situational it's based on the guys in front of you being able to get on base right now if i had guys like Cattell Marte and alec thomas hitting the way they were i would be playing those gentlemen near each other i would play be playing one in front of the other i would be playing varsho uh and and you know Cattell second and and probably batting alec thomas cleanup you know but i also have a huge man crush on alec thomas and i have for a while now, okay, because we've been talking about Alec Thomas since this show started. I believe we spoke about Alec Thomas on our very first episode. This guy has just been a part of this show because we were so excited. Now he's 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 a major leaguer and he's doing all the things we dreamed he could be doing at a major league level, and he's still hitting eighth. So there's no way to make it reasonable to us. We're we're not going to understand Lavello's two lineup system, or yeah. even if we, even if he explains it to us in a logical way that makes sense, we're still going to be like, yeah, I don't know though, that's bullshit. Um, does he? Does he really? Has he said that? I yeah. I mean, I I've been in yeah. some press conferences. He he's said that Alec Thomas is his. Oh, His no, 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 second no. three. No. Like, what no, does that even mean? No, he hasn't <laughs> said that, but he's described his, his like looking at the lineup as like two, like a, I've heard the like sets. It's pretty normal for, for managers to talk about, especially with the DH, like the number nine hitter is really like the second leadoff guy. Sort yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. But so, so does that mean Alec Thomas is like the third leadoff guy? Like, no, I don't, like, I don't know. It's like, it's one through five and then it starts over again with a one through four. But that's a that's objectively like not like that's not how baseball works. I know, Jesse. I know. I'm not look, I'm not trying to make it make sense to you. I'm just saying that that's the way that like because in, in their mind, a lot of times you don't get through those first five hitters, you know, like in an inning. So yeah, if 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 you do a good job, maybe if you get a run, maybe if you get two runs, all five of those guys will be up there, right? But then, then the idea is that then in the second inning, the, this next lineup is taking over. So he's viewing it in a way of having like essentially got, you know, uh, one through four or one through five. And then you have six, seven, eight, nine, right? You have your four final final four guys. And that would make six like a, a, a leadoff guy and seventh, like your best hitter okay. of the second half. Okay. And then third is like the cleanup. And, four, you know, what I mean, like that's that's the way he's seeing it 
uh, or, or he's described it at times. I don't even know if that's the case because I really feel like he's kind of open to taking like input from his new coaching staff. And if someone like Jeff Bannister told him that idea is trash, I I think he might be willing to part ways with that philosophy. Right. But I don't know, maybe he's got other people to buy in on it, or maybe people aren't really, you know, taking away from it because it's not a bad idea. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. going back to your question, uh, if you're asking me, I, I don't, that's the only answer I would have for not having one of the guys that's hitting best in your lineup, you know, not, hitting in in a better spot and especially it's not just the better spot it's also a good chance that that guy who's hitting better than everybody else on the team right now is going to get more at bats and that's the purpose of having him hit uh, higher up in the lineup i'm i'm just trying to think through like this might really be the first time tory's ever had a situation like this like when was the last time the diamondbacks called up a prospect who was somewhat highly touted they haven't had many in tory lovello's era and and more than that, who actually like came up and and performed well right away? Yeah, like, like Dal- Dalton Varsho was, was not, but he wasn't, he wasn't performing well. Right, right. He was right. not. He did not come out well out of the gate. Um, Geraldo Perdomo, I, I guess, was was pretty good toward the end of last year. So sure. maybe that's a slight comparison. But like Alec Thomas is here, and he and he, by all indications, he's here to stay. He's not going back down to AAA anytime soon if he keeps doing this. And and Tori is having to decide, like, oh wow, I I have this this twenty two year old kid that you know I started out batting eighth and and he just continues to rake and he's been like the best hitter on my team in these two weeks. Like he doesn't really have a system in place for that because he's never encountered it before. There's things that they'll do to follow a certain protocol at times that I think could even be detrimental to to the team. I will say this though. It's also maybe in their mind not being too reactionary about a small sample size. Yeah, which is smart. Yeah, we haven't really done much, right? In relation, it could be like people wanting Mark Melanson to be fired from the closer position, right? And move on and try somebody else in that role, right? Right. Again, another great article you wrote about the the closers under Hazen, which you can also find over at gophnx.com. Uh, and I told you guys, sign up to become a member. You get this wonderful articles. If you're not a member already, uh, annual membership will get you a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com, which you absolutely want because we have a wonderful variety of t-shirts. And I'll tell you what, if you hit me up, I'll sell you the stack of sun shirts at a discount that I got right here. <laughs> yeah, the sun shirts are all on clearance. That's now. a side deal that I got going <laughs> on, Jesse. Don't worry about that. But of course, if you're not interested in the annual membership, sign up for the month-to-month membership. You'll get your first month for just 50 cents. You can try out the website, view these wonderful articles, decide if you want to stick around. And then maybe if you do, then you can transfer over and do a, do an annual membership, regardless of your membership status, you will get access to our members only discord as well as uh, discounts like the sun shirts over at the phnxlocker.com. So do that. But Jesse, of course, going back to the point I was making, Mark Melanson uh, had a good outing, came out, did his job today. Right. But People yeah. wanted the Diamondbacks to move on from him, even though he only has blown one save this year. His the the, the five losses, besides the one blown save, the other four losses were all situations where the Diamondbacks were tied or down by uh or no, pretty much all tied. Right? I think like it was all tied. All, all yeah. tied, right? 
and uh, and Lavello gave it over to Melanson for the ninth. Uh, just maybe stop doing that. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe don't do that, and then everything yeah. will be fine. But uh, but again, Melanson back on track a bit, just like the Diamondbacks are. And again, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but that's the reason why I think. Uh, going back to your question, we don't see Lavello overreact in some of these situations. With that being said, they have been very quick to act about some of these guys so far this season. They have been very uh, quick to a- uh, react. I mean, certain guys, it's kind of spun my my cap a little bit about how quickly they got rid of them, especially like Matt Peacock and certain other guys that, you know, again, they they seem like they were trying to work through some issues that they've had, but at times they were you know, reliable relievers for this team. Uh, but Caleb Smith was definitely one of those guys. Uh, he had a great showing in the Dodgers series and he just continues to really kind of evolve and kind of show the picture. I think that the Diamondbacks saw in spring training that they gave that starting rotation spot to for one outing. I think, yeah, you're, you're making a good point about like sample size. I'm, I'm thinking back to, uh, Seth Beer and the start that he got off to. And, you know, you could make the same case that after those first couple weeks when Seth Beer was still batting, you know, 375 or whatever, you know, why isn't he batting third every game? You're right. And, and of course, he has the 0 for 37 and, and now he's down in AAA. So you do have to be careful about, about small samples. Uh, with, with Melanson, I, I didn't, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get to see it live. So I didn't see every pitch he threw. I know the it it appears the velocity was still down for yes. him in this outing yeah. and and, and he just was still watching. having some issues locating like yeah he would, not, he would not give up on the outer edge he yeah refused to give up on the outer edge but he wasn't hitting it he wasn't even coming close at times so he's still having having issues with his accuracy nine strikes seven balls that's I mean and you don't want to nitpick like like that on you know every single thing he does but i'm just looking for signs of mark melanson really being like the old mark melanson and i'm not sure that this outing really swayed me in that direction i think the strikeout that he got was like a it appeared to be like a 90 mile an hour cutter that was really pretty much right down the middle and there's some deception there between his cutter and his curveball so you know he can get away from well with that from time to time but i i need to see more of, of mark melanson and and more of him looking like his former self um, before I, I think I'd be too comfortable buying into him being back. But I know I, I've gotten some comments on Twitter from people, uh, you know, the article that I wrote talking about the Diamondbacks closing situation and and how it's it's been like this for a while. Uh, some people have pointed out and, and rightfully so that Mark is a is a, a good closer and has been for many years. And and just like Fernando Rodney did in 2017, there's still plenty of time for him to bounce back. I'm just not quite sure if I've seen any signs of that happening just yet. You know who absolutely doesn't get the credit he deserves? I mean, obviously, Zach Gallen is doing tremendous things, right? We we know Zach Gallen is doing some great things, but um, somebody please stand up and clap your hands for Joe Mantiply because yes. Joe Mantiply yes. has just been killing it. The man has a 0.57 ERA. He leads the league in scoreless appearances. 19 of his last 20 appearances have been scoreless. And I don't know what else to say because, uh, again, last season, 
Joe Mantiply was by far not their most reliable option coming out of the bullpen. I know he, I think he missed some time with injury. I'm not sure if I'm remembering that correctly, but you know, there, there's a good chance that he maybe wasn't right last year. A lot of guys weren't right last year, but Joe Mantiply is just incredible uh, for the Diamondbacks. He currently, Jesse, did you know, here's, here's another Joe, Joe Mantiply fact. Joe Mantiply currently has a 17 game streak without yielding a walk. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. So I guess he walked a guy in his first outing of the year and he hasn't walked anyone since. Correct. Wow. Um, he also has never allowed a home run to a left-handed hitter. He's hardly allowed a home run in his career. I mean, right. the guy, the guy, like he's allowed one home run since the beginning of last year. And that's covering more than 55 innings, one home run in 50. I mean, that is, there's no way you could possibly maintain that like over a whole career, but that is insane that, that he's managed to limit the long ball that to, to that degree. I mean, I, I don't understand. I, and I know, I know, I know we created, I don't care what anybody says. We created the, the phrase, the Joe Mather effect. And we created the phrase, the Brent Strom effect. I didn't know <laughs> the Brent Strom effect was this powerful. I didn't know it was this magical, but I mean, what some of the guys are doing on the staff really is impressive just because of the turnaround from what they were doing last season. I'm not talking about, you know, it's the, I'll tell you, Brent Strom will be the first person that will give all the credit in the world to the pitchers themselves. But I mean, all the little things that he's been doing, all the little tweaks that like everything for every guy seems to be working. So I, I don't know. I mean, eventually, eventually Brent Strom's going to have to take a little bit of a bow. I know he doesn't want to, but we're going to need Stromy to, to take a bow because again, this, this is impressive. What is happening with this team? And it's not every single guy, but it's, it's enough guys across the board to, to still find it pretty incredible. What, the, the the effect literally that he has on a pitching staff. It it really has been incredible. And yeah, it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly what is Brent Strom and what's and what's not Brent Strom, but it's clear overall that like he's having an effect. I mean it, the results the Diamondbacks pitching staff has had as a whole is 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 far different from where things were at last year. And so he certainly played a big role in this. And and yeah, I mean Props to a guy like Joe Mantiply, who is 31 years old. I mean, he'd hardly pitched in the major leagues entering last season. Prior to last year when he was 30, Joe Mantiply had pitched 10 games in the majors. He made his major league debut back in 2016 with the Tigers. Didn't fare particularly well. Um, he was back in the majors with the Yankees. He made one appearance in 2019. He made four appearances with the D-backs in 2020. Those didn't go particularly well. And here he is at age 31 and Dare I say, Derek, the Diamondbacks seem to have found themselves an effective reliever, which is something that they have very much struggled to do over the last 25 years. I mean, really, really since this franchise even started existing back in 98. Yeah. And honestly, they, they have a couple of guys that could still join him. Uh, and I don't I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I think Noe Ramirez continues to be very good. And Caleb Smith, I mean... 
again, it's it's about consistency, but it's not about stuff with him. He's got really good stuff. It's just about consistency. And uh, yeah, yeah. If uh, if they can if they can work with him, I mean, again, this is another reason why, as crazy as this plan was, this off season plan of investing mostly in a coaching staff and not really in free agents, uh, didn't seem that crazy to us. Uh, and and I, I kind of understood a little bit at the time what they were going for to see what this coaching staff could do with this team. But this is a, a bit beyond my even wildest imaginations. Like if I would have told you that they would be doing these things, I, I don't think even I would have believed it back prior to the beginning of the season or prior to this coaching staff actually working with the players. So it's good mm-hmm. to see. And again, it, it's still a very new relationship. So as they continue to bond, as they continue to do things like go on road trips and be around each other a lot, this coaching staff is only going to rub off on these players that much more. Uh, Guys are going to share ideas and, and, you know, hopefully we'll see this team continue to blossom early on. They've looked good right now. They uh, are still below 500, 19 and 21, but in good news, it took them until July 1st of last year to win their 21st game. And well, they've only won 19 so far. I know, but I know they're 19 and 21, but I'm saying there there's a good chance that they reach 21 much sooner uh, than July 1st this year. That's that's fair. Which I, I feel like again is going to be a little bit of a, of a relief because that 21st win came after so much fucking losing Jesse that it was hard to stomach. I wish we would have had a partnership with OGs back then because I could have used their delicious selection of gummies to forget the 2021 season while it was happening. But of course we can do that. We, we don't need to forget now. Now we can, now we can get excited about it. This is where you take one of those uplifting sativas that they're talking about in the ad and have yourself a wonderful afternoon or evening watching Arizona Diamondbacks win baseball games. But you could stop by your local dispensary, grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OGs. They have a wonderful variety of flavors like creamsicle, blackberries and cream, watermelon, uh, fruit punch, all sorts of wonderful flavors. And they are perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting win or maybe a chill loss. Whatever uh, whatever way you're looking to go. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. And by the way, Jesse, somebody in our, uh, somebody in our chat decided in the ninth inning to uh, go ahead and bet on the Cubs to win. And I'm glad that that person lost their money. I don't often get excited about people losing their money, but it's one of the few times that I, I was kind of <laughs> glad they did. I was kind of glad they did. I hope you learned your lesson not to be bar- well. Don't bet against Mark Melanson. Don't don't bet against Mark Melanson in a save situation. That's right. right? That's the, yeah, that's if it the was narrative. Tied, it would have been completely different. <laughs> I still I I have to be honest. I I personally am very skeptical of that line of thinking, and I know there's tons of evidence for it because Mark has literally been. I mean, he's eight for nine in saves. He's been statistically very good in save chances, but but. If I mean, if you're a good pitcher, you're a good pitcher, and and you're and it's not going to matter what situation you enter the game in. So, 
to everyone out there, just stop pitching Melanson in tie games. For starters, if you do that, Mark Melanson is like hardly a rosterable player because there's not enough save situations for a guy to like sit in, sit and rot in the bullpen, you know, pitching one or two games a week at times. Sometimes you a baseball team can go a long time without a save situation. So even if even if it was the case that bizarrely he was only effective in save situations somehow, you could never do that. It, it just wouldn't. He would hardly ever pitch, right? So I I'm skeptical of that line of thinking, Derek. I'm I'm with you on that. I didn't, Jesse. I'm going to confess something to you. I didn't even know that was a line of thinking until after uh, the big meltdown Mark Melanson had in the tie game in the ninth and other reporters in, in the press room with Tori Lavello started bringing that up. They started bringing up how historically a lot of great closers, Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman had a terrible record when they were put into games that were a non-save situation. Um, yeah either when the team was up by a lot or when the game was tied, like either situation. So like, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I guess that there, that the thing that came up there was like the, the closer mentality and how they're not in that focused closer mentality that they are not the same pitcher that they are when they're coming in to close games. I don't know though. I'm, I'm with you a bit there, Jesse. I, I do find a bit of bullshit in that uh in that idea and if you are a, a solid pitcher you should be able to come in and do the damn thing regardless of the situation but okay okay so so i have some numbers here to to help us evaluate this situation so in mark melanson's career in safe situations he has a 2.44 era 323 strikeouts over 347.1 innings. So solid numbers across the board. In non-save situations, Mark Melanson has a 3.36 ERA with 289 strikeouts and 335 innings. So there's not a huge disparity in some of the uh, some of the underlying numbers, but it is notable. His WHIP is about 0.2 higher in non-save situations, and his ERA is more than a is almost a full run higher in non-safe situations. So for the, I mean, I, that's the first time I've seen those numbers. So looking at those there, I mean, I don't know how convincing, I mean, the disparity is not huge, but it is a disparity that I'm, I, I'm not going to say I'm changing my mind based on that, but it, it is interesting. Well, regardless of if you agree with that thought process or not, uh, Mark Melanson's here to stay. I think that's the important thing. And uh, Alec Thomas is probably going to stay in the eighth hole if he stays on uh, the major league squad. And Lovello is just going to try to keep everything as consistent as possible because he's never been like that before in his entire time managing this team. Uh, I I will say that he's going to continue to change lineups, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Thomas move up eventually. But Again, I really think it's just trying to not be reactionary, um, which is something I do far too often on the DraftKings Sportsbook, Jesse. I am very reactionary to yesterday's wins and losses, uh, and I often bet in that direction. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be better at that. So for this week's DraftKings Pick of the Week, I'm going to give you some reasonable bets here. I'm giving you – I'm going to take Charlie Morton and the Atlanta Braves over Trevor Rogers and the Miami Marlins. I am absolutely smashing the take button on the Los Angeles Dodgers and Julio Urias covering over the Philadelphia Phillies. 
And I'm taking the New York Yankees over the Chicago White Sox. Sorry to our friends at the CHGO White Sox, but you guys have been uh, far too inconsistent this year, uh, just like we have been, and the Yankees have not. So I'm going to take those three. Uh, If you want to go ahead and take one of those, feel free to do so. If you want to combine them into a multiple game parlay, you can do that. You can add all sorts of additional legs. You can do whatever you want over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you're a new customer right now, what you're going to want to do is bet $5 using our code of PHNX on any NBA team to win their game in the third round of NBA playoff action, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. Turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, where you can create your own parlay, like I was saying, by combining multiple bets from multiple games, or the Same Game Parlay, where you can combine multiple bets from the same game, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the more money you win. And right now, all customers, new and existing, can place the same game parlay with three or more legs, and you will get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Diamondbacks uh, have a game later today against the Cubs. This is a four, another four-game series that they have. Their second four-game series in a row. Hopefully yep. they can uh, do to the Cubs what the Dodgers just did to them and get those four games back, find themselves right back over 500 before we are here again with you guys on Sunday with the post series wrap up after this series. So again, we thank you guys for taking the time with us to check out and talk about the Diamondbacks and getting this team back on track. Uh, I know it was because of us uh, all together, collectively us on Twitter <laughs> We got we got we got the prayer circle going. So, uh, but we thank you guys again. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at phnx underscore dbacks. But of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there and leave us a five star review. We would love you for it. Uh, and that's if you haven't done so already. If you have multiple accounts, then leave us multiple five-star reviews. We won't tell on you, I promise. Uh, then go over to YouTube and go to the PHNX Sports channel if you haven't done so already and subscribe to that channel and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the amazing content coming out from the PHNX team, not just us, but all the other shows. They're going to be, uh, they're, they're all in their off-season. So, you know, we're top dog for once. That's the way things go around here. We go live whenever we want to. They have a very set schedule like we used to have. So you guys remember that. But now things are crazy for us. And you know what? Who knows what's possible with this team? I will say, yes, they were definitely outclassed by the Los Angeles Dodgers in those four games. But the Dodgers did not look unbeatable. And the Diamondbacks did not play nearly as perfect as we know that they can. And and as we know, we've seen them play this season. So. Still keep keep hope alive, folks. Uh, we thank you guys again so much for checking out the show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate you tuning in. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you don't lose seven in a row. <laughs>